So Nintendo acquired a CGI company called Dynamo Pictures. And I'm really excited about that because they have a pretty good track. Their IMDb looks pretty involved, like video games, movies, shows, anime, all that. Do you know anybody who they have or is this something I should sneak up and look at? Dynamo is in like the, who, what they've done. Yeah, what they've done. I mean, they've they've done most of like One Piece and stuff, so a, a lot of like nerdy, nerdy stuff. Nerdy stuff, yeah. Um, all, right, all right, all right. So, and One Piece is still around, and it's thousands of episodes in. Yeah, a thousand episodes in. I think I thought I had their IMDb page list linked. I guess that didn't link. Oh well, but it's pretty cool because they bought that. It's it's supposed to the acquisition is going to close on October third. But this comes in a perfect time for them to still work on the Super Mario Bros. animated movie. <laughs> Are but they already working on it, or, or is Dynamo? Nintendo's been working on it, but, like, you know, polishing and all that stuff Dynamo probably will have or be able to do. I also don't know if they already have a current relationship, because they probably do, and they're finally just like, okay, we're just going to buy you and make you Nintendo <laughs> Pictures. We're giving... Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What a genius name. <laughs> Nintendo Pictures, man, it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be sweet. And this is kind of funny because the last real Nintendo IP movie was Detective Pikachu, which did pretty good. Okay, did you see this movie? Did I you see it? I didn't see it. I really want to still because I've heard good I things. I thought it was going to be awful. I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going to effectively confess that the only reason why I actually had any interest in seeing that movie, because for me... Pokemon is 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 bef- is is after my yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. It's more of my my brother and sister. Oh, I sorry. I just I'm seeing their IMDb. <laughs> it's well, pretty extensive. It's a lot li- of video they're, games, li- they're listed on like the first thing that came up was like it, for anime. Then I just kept scrolling. There's yeah. a lot in there, and yeah. that's a lot of the big. It looks like a couple of Dragon Ball. Big names that are yeah nerdy yeah so good on them that that means that this will probably be a good flavor for the people who are diehard like yeah Nintendo but what I was sorry what I was kind of going on about is the Tech to Peach the only reason I saw it is because I was going through a very heavy Ryan Reynolds phase which <laughs> don't conti- we all <laughs> continues to this day I can't get enough of them but at that point in time I think a Deadpool movie may have come out mm-hmm. and then this movie and I was like. I don't really care for Pokemon. Like, I, I don't mind it. I've got nothing against it. I'm take not, it, I'm I'm take it or leave it. I'm so, not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way. Mm-hmm. I watched. I watched my siblings play the game. But so freaking charming that movie. Oh, I did not expect it. Well, did not expect it. it and yeah, hopefully that carries on. I'm. I, everyone's pretty worried about the Super Mario Bros. Maybe rightfully so, but the cast looked crazy. So we'll see if that's good. But it. The other IP that they had was Sonic, which I guess is kind of weird because it's Sega, but Nintendo owns. Uh, but Sonic also had a whole bunch of backlash and stuff. So, but they went on and had a sequel. So, like everybody's uh, into these kind of old school gaming like movies all of a sudden. So, I think this is going to be a good transition for Nintendo to actually make quality ones in the future. I, that that I think it's it's not all of a sudden that we're into video game movies. It's that it's ones that are good have actually come it's, out. <laughs> it, it, it's the, yeah, it's the companies have said, oh, let's not just bank on nostalgia, let's tell a story with these characters, which is what video games do. They tell a story, it's interactive, we're used to that, we want to be part of it. Yes, nostalgia can be one of those things where we're watching something come to life, 
But all they would really do in a lot of these stupid movies is tell the same, or if not really close, story that the video game told. Yeah. It wasn't a new story. It's just kind of like know? a remake of it. It was a like, remake of the video game. Yeah. And then they didn't bother to actually figure out. And then what they did is they tried to make it very mainstream and, and try to tell a very watered-down version of the story. And I think that's insulting to the people who watch movies. Yeah, it's got to be original in a way. Using it's the same be, yep, It's got to be original. But you have to be true to the... And, and I'm not saying write a movie. And, and I guess that's where if you were to... If I go back and I listen to what I just said, it comes off like I'm saying, you need to write a, a, a movie for the fans. I don't think that's exactly it. But I think it's people, movie studios, for the purposes of making a buck, dumb down characters because they don't think people are smart enough to get it. Yeah. And I think there's plenty of evidence that there is a lot of... Which is why I'm worried about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the, the, Mar- the Marvel films do explore a lot of things about like self-sacrifice and like just you know good movie tropes that yeah they're there but you can enjoy this dumb it's dumb action the superheroes with a story yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. a superhero movie but and so I think what we're seeing admittedly I've never I haven't watched the second Sonic the first one was just okay I I I watched it I I it was a good role for Jim Carrey, though. <laughs> that was funny. Honestly, that was the thing that was like would put me in the no category mm-hmm. to not go see it. In fact, I don't think I saw it in the theaters. I rented it or yeah. bought it because it went cheap. The second one, I just can't. It's the same thing. I, I, I don't know that I can I can bring myself to want to watch it. Dude, but now we're going to have these Nintendo-branded movies. <laughs> I, That's going to be crazy. I probably side a lot more with those. Where's our Crash Bandicoot movie? Well, that's PlayStation. Yeah, that's PlayStation. Sony. Where's our Crash Bandicoot? That's true. I don't know. That's sad. I'd watch Crash Bandicoot maybe, although... Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> we should check it out. We should play the video game. We should probably start this thing. <laughs> is that is that your Dean Kamen? That's how you're going to get out of this? Hey, That's true. Nintendo bought a production company. This means we can get some more Pokemon flicks. This means we can get some sweet Nintendo IP movies. <laughs> Who needs a better intro than that? Some sweet Nintendo IP movies. Rolls off the tongue. Beautiful. Well, listen, you're joining us once again on the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. I am one of multiple hosts, if multiple can extend to two, which I do believe it does. Yeah. I say this only because I don't want to claim us as a couple. Um, as, <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite host couple. Oh, no. <laughs> Matt Almendinger and Griffin Ball. Yeah, so we get kind of a reprieve the past few weeks to everybody that's held on. We've really had a ton to talk about. I'm excited for this week because we've got some fun things to chat about. Well, Griff, where do you want to start? You want to start? You want to start with Lambda? Or yeah, do you let's want... go to some updates that we had on previous stuff. Because, yeah. Do you remember Lambda? We talked about the Lambda AI that's over there. Don't ask Special me to guest. remember its name. But this is this is the AI over at Google that um, 
supposed to be part of speech recognition and conversational it's, bot. It's supposed to be like conversational. Supposed to, I mean, it's a research project to yeah. just say, and it's supposed to learn and develop how to articulate itself. And one of the researchers claimed that, hey, it's reached sentience because it, it said something about, like, sometimes I'm afraid that somebody's going to shut me off and that's the last that it'll be. Yeah. It's very, very... Um, In-depth conversation about death. Yeah, very, it was very almost GLaDOS-sounding. Yeah. Right? Still alive. A little Jonathan Golton right there. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's no first of May, but what are you going to do? Oh, you know. Well, we kind of have, I'm going to say, an unsurprising end to this. They fired him. They fired him. <laughs> One of the big things that we had is he's he's talking about how sentient is. He posts on the blog. He posts conversations. He posts some details about the project. Well, yeah, he's now officially no longer part of Google. Yeah. Makes he knows sense. too much. And, and I suppose that if you were fired, we're going to see if maybe his blog gets updated in the next few months because did Google fire him or fire him out of a cannon? You know, so. <clears throat> well, I mean, outside of like him saying, oh, this is, you know, AI coming to life and stuff. Like he did just give away quite a bit of the research that they've been doing. He, so. talked, he talked about a project. Yeah, that, that alone. Yeah, he spilled company secrets. He violated data security standards like and it, you, you I'm sure he signed some sort of non-disclosure thing so and yeah. google's google's ultimate response to the whole thing is there are checks and balances that everything is supposed to be peer-reviewed everybody rep he 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 claimed this sentience thing it was reviewed by several other people publicly now that it's out there i saw some things where they took some shots at him like basically saying that computer has no idea what it's saying. It's just randomly putting strings together in what it imagines a person would want to hear. It's learning tone, right? It, it doesn't... Which, which is impressive, though. I mean, it, that is it, just... It, it is. Yeah. But that computer doesn't actually understand what it's saying. It's just... It's telling a story. It's also like a philosophical thing, like what is sentience and how do you define that and what level of sentience could you consider, like, you know, human versus... Yeah, he... Yeah, just like a low IQ. Like, how, how do you? <laughs> and and that's probably how some of these are going to come off. Is be once it hits sentience, you you think they're going to start very low IQ ish. You know, a lot of people came out against the guy and said, "Listen, that's not a chance. It's just it's it's there's no intent on what Lambda is saying." Blah blah blah. My favorite was that one guy said that what uh, what was his name Blake Lemoyne, I think mm. that his claims were nonsense on stilts. <laughs> So, unsurprisingly, nobody agrees that, that Lambda has sentience, but of course, like... Is it a cover-up? <laughs> right, like, isn't that how it would start? You deny that it's sentience, and then... Next thing you know, today, the power grid's gone. <laughs> yeah. Today, Lambda's depressed. Tomorrow, Lambda gets even. <laughs> the ISS falls from the sky. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So... If you're following that story, don't. It sounds like we probably won't hear much about new details of Lambda until the next version or until Lambda gets shut down and replaced by something else. Because we all know how Google is. Yeah, they do shut down products all the time. Yeah, yeah. And now that Lambda's famous, that's yeah, usually what they do. That's yeah. usually their cue. Let's get lots of people on to or interested in a product, and then we'll shut it down. Just take it away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, um... It's kind of in that same vein. It's Microsoft and their freaking Windows 10 is the last Windows ever. And then, boom, yeah, here's Windows 11. Well, they just came out and said, yeah, we're going to continue 
back on that three-year schedule from now on. Yeah, it's almost like they realized Windows does have a financial value to it. Yeah, that they kind of want to continue to sell. <laughs> so I always knew this was horse crap. I'll, I'll just be honest. When they said that <laughs> Windows 10 would be the last, yeah. quote, you knew that it was never going to be permanent. I would, it, I would, if they changed their name to Windows and just removed, like dropped the ten, I would have been like, "Oh wow, they're serious." Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have because at some point they are going to do something revolutionary, and they, they're going to, they want to get people excited. Like you just, do. I will say that they lasted longer than I thought they would. Yes, with this, six years probably. I think so. Maybe a little more and, than that. And people don't realize, but I mean, there's versions within Windows 10 that released, and yeah, what they yeah what they did is they created what were called feature packs once per year. They changed that to moments, by the way. I'm sorry, what did they do? They changed that that wording to moments. So they're no longer called feature packs; they're called moments. As far as I can tell, yeah. Why do they do things <laughs> that make me hate them so much? Yeah, I don't know. I, I oh, yeah, whatever. but they update. Pretty regularly. It's about out. once per year. Yeah. I, I mean, we do have these feature releases that are quarterly mm-hmm. to half. They were trying to do the big releases once per half. So, technically speaking, we were getting an equi- we're slowly moving into a new op- operating system. But those were free upgrades for everybody. Yeah. And now, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And I mean, realistically, if you look back, there's you could have suspected that there'd be limitations of Windows like 10 so but according to windows central this is going to be basically happening now so this puts a hypothetical windows 12 on track for release in the fall of 2024 yeah it would be i think it's kind of good to have those reimaginations by the way um yeah, because I mean, innovation you can't can't just stay there because i know a lot of people are ticked off that 11 require that has a requirement for tpm mm-hmm. but if it didn't if, if if it didn't then no one would have that security feature. Yeah, we would be all of those manufacturers would save ten cents a unit for something to, that could be completely exploited. And yeah, yeah, for some for something that has a tremendous value. So, if you don't have somebody who is concerned about security overall, the manufacturers are going to build to a price. So I, I'm I'm okay with it. What I'm not okay with is Windows 11 itself. I've been using it for a few months, and it does absolutely nothing for Windows me. Windows Mac version? It's all the parts I hate about Mac. Yeah, you are right about that. Yeah. Because it's like the start menu is kind of like the launcher, which if mm. you use Mac, the launcher is like, hey, we want people to come to a Mac because they use an iPhone. So launcher is the iPhone interface to your yeah. Mac, and you're like, which no one ever, screw this. Yeah, which they introduced when they didn't have touch screens, which is interesting. They still don't. You know that? Oh, they, they still, still don't. Have they, still, they still refuse to do touchscreen. Oh. This is a what, four or $5,000 computer that you get out of these stupid things. Yeah, I weirdly use my Surface touchscreen more than I would have thought I would. So I mean, there's times when it just really helps. Yeah. Like, it, it really is intuitive. But they did, I mean, we did see Apple recently announce a new line of, of mm. MacBooks with the their new M2 processor. And, I'm intrigued. Do you think you'd ever go... Did you ever... You've had a Mac before. Yeah, I've had many you know? Macs, yeah. Would you ever go back? Yes, but admittedly, I don't see a reason to have a personal laptop anymore. So... That is, I mean, I guess that's kind of true. Yeah, that, that's my problem. 
So what if Lighthouse went to Altmax? What would your thought on that be? That would be different, but then again, I probably still wouldn't have a laptop. I'd probably still want a all-in-one or a desktop. So. Yeah, all right. All right. I don't know. Yeah. But it'd still have an M2, I guess, so the reasoning, yeah. I don't know. It's It'd be it'd be cool. I'd be fine with it. I'm used to Mac. I could... I don't do any of the networking or anything like that. So you wouldn't, be exci- you wouldn't be excited or you wouldn't be sad. Like, you wouldn't be disappointed or excited one way or the other. You'd be like, eh, whatever. If we were going from, like, HP to Mac, I'd be like, yeah, but, like, I already have a Surface Studio. <laughs> so Microsoft did a great job, yeah. I think, with the Surface line. And that's my that's my issue. I, I had my, my dad actually reached out. And he's like, so did you order an M2 MacBook? And I was like. I said, I'll be honest. I said, I have a Pro X and I love it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see a reason, and I have a, I have a first gen Pro X, and I still think the ARM processor. We've talked about this on the show, and this is a, you know, we're kind of getting off on a bit of a tangent, but ARM is going to be the way to go because yeah. it it does so much. The system on a chip design is so good for mobile, and. The the arm the arm architecture has grown so much over the past what ten plus years, twenty yeah. years. I it, saw like kind of unrelated, but I saw a framework just released a whole package of upgrades that you can do that like framework laptop thing. Oh, I so I'm on deli- the news list. They're delivering there. Do you do? Are you on the? I'm news not on the news list. Now, I am. Oh, so, so they're they're delivering on their promises. Is what I'm saying. It's yep. quite cool. The the other thing is is that if you yeah so what they're doing is. I, I, I was so close to wanting to order one because they have their generate their 11th gen yeah. motherboards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what they said is, is they said, oh, you know, we're like everybody else. We do have some supply chain issues, but we also have these current 10th gen. Buy one of these, and when the 11th gens are ready, you can upgrade at any time. Yeah, because that's how their model is. It's She's the like, whole idea. So they're like, get a little bit of a discount, and then when it's good to go, you can do that. And so you can save a decent little amount on the 10th gen. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think what they're doing is a cool idea. It's sadly probably now just possible. Like before it was pretty difficult. So I'm, I'm glad only, it's possible now. The only thing they aren't doing that I think sees the ma- the most value to me is discrete graphics. Yeah. But again, we, we talked about that. That's all kind and, of... And they, I think it's kind of on their roadmap. Right now, what they're doing is try to create a low-end performance machine yeah. where graphics may be important, but it's really about raw throughput. Yeah, these aren't gaming machines. These are no. Like, you pork. could, I mean, you could play some games. You CPU-intensive games, sure, but you know, strategy games and whatnot, but not yeah, first-person shooters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I I dig this. I dig the platform. Yeah, I think it's cool. And and if something breaks. The manufacturer is gladly making parts to replace it. And down to the the ports. Like, you can just buy and replace them. Super easy. Yeah. The the funny thing is, is those expansion ports are all USB-C. Yeah, they just kind of plug and play. Yep. I like those. But you can even replace the, like, thing on that. It's crazy. Yep. yep. The last little update that I really have is this whole Twitter takeover thing, and we finally have a date for the trial now. As of now, a Delaware court ruled that Twitter's lawsuit against Elon Musk for attempting to back out of his acquisition of the company will be heard in October. And, and it, it gets confusing sometimes because I think we talk, you and I talk a lot about what's going on in general, and then we prepare for these, and then some, I don't, I think the last thing we had heard is that Twitter was considering suing. And then, of course, 
by the time we process, by the time everything's finished editing and everything, the very next day, yeah, of course, we learned. Oh no, Twitter is suing. Yeah, yeah. and or no, we knew that they were. They we knew that they were going to sue. Well, um, they had hired a legal team at the time, and we're like, well, that's obvious. But and and a judge and a judge said, no, you need to pay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so now it's actually going to court to fight it. And Twitter wanted the date to be in September. Musk asked for February, and that the trial will be five days, but obviously it's October, so that's kind of in between. So Twitter gets a better kind of deal than that, I guess. But also that, like, five days is is longer than Twitter asked for, but shorter than Musk wanted. So yeah. It's all these, like, weird little things. It's so... I mean, I don't even think he was smart to try to buy it. No, just the, the whole the whole situation. The so, whole situation's yeah. dumb. The whole situation smelled like typical Elon, which was something was going to happen and he was going to throw a fit and jo- uh, and drop out. Yeah, yeah. This will be the next you know big court case that people follow though for the you know. I'm already long. exhausted by it. I know, same. And I feel like Twitter is. I feel like you remember how Twitter tried to block this. Why are Why are they upset that he's pulling out now? Because they probably laid off so many people and all that. They changed so much. Which, this is this was his argument, though. They weren't supposed to do anything. Well, we didn't know if that was at Elon's, like, you know. It kinda, wasn't. Yeah. Elon said, you fired talent. Yeah, a lot of people. You f- you let go a lot of engineering people. Mm-hmm. And the, the details of our agreement was no major personnel changes until the acquisition is complete. You can't control people leaving and stuff, though, you know. No, this so. was layoffs. Yeah, well, it happened. Both both were the case, but yeah, they did lay off, which they weren't supposed to. But people did leave. So. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's yeah he's mad about the layoffs. He's mad about the layoffs. He's also mad about bots, which I don't I don't understand how they focus in. But you got to imagine it's totally a jerk move to instead of providing formatted data to just say okay here's database dumps and we talked about it on the last yeah. show like what all did that database include did he did they just give us give out personal information too? Yeah. So I guess you know, get your C-SPAN ready or whatever you want to watch and the trial of the century. Yeah. Get off Twitter now and get on to uh, Viva Engage. Viva Engage. Is this Microsoft? <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's launching a Facebook-style platform inside of Teams. Does, is this going to compete with Yammer? It directly, yes. Nice, Microsoft. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten years ago, actually, Microsoft. Completed its $1.2 billion purchase of Yammer, <laughs> which is an enterprise social media network. Uh, it's supposed to be like the corporate version of Facebook. Yeah. 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 Wait, what did, well, you, say what? That, uh, what did you say the Viva Exchange was? The new Facebook app, or Facebook-like app, inside of Teams that encourages social networking at work. And literally, man, it, it looks the same. It has a news feed. It's got stories. It's got the whole chat system and everything. I mean, it's Teams, obviously, but... It's like the same thing. People are gonna like it probably, but because it's so familiar. But we, also like like man. we tried to figure out how to use it. now Yammer. I could see the value of Yammer in a really big company. We're we're small, yeah. so we're. But the idea is that you're able to publicly shame. I mean, um, yeah. praise and share what's going on, and it's supposed to be a way to com- big companies can create a community and and i think that i think there's a value to that if you're if you're encouraging it to be healthy but and then you can also have like instead of groups you have like like you can have groups 
but those groups could be project based. So you could yeah. you could say, hey, we're working on this project. Like, I don't hate the idea of a social network for enterprises. I think there's a tremendous value. They're all garbage. <laughs> it, I wonder if people are going to move away from Slack to this, but I don't know. Slack's hurting since COVID because of Teams. Yeah. Because well, Teams was free. What's funny to me is that Microsoft's doing this as like a Facebook-style platform and stuff, and then we look, and Facebook's changing like literally everything. Last time we talked about how they're making groups into like Discord. And, yeah, and, and that they were at copying. At the time before, they were t- copying their TikTok algorithm to make it so that like there's literally no information about your friends and family anymore. It's just... This is a true story. The, the, I don't install the app. I don't it, have the mobile app. It's already happened, yeah. So The, the web app is now updated, and yep. now I know nothing about what's going on. Yep. All the people you see generally now are going to be either you know groups you're a part of or just kind of strangers and videos and reels and stories that you don't really know about. Yep. So, just based on your interests, apparently. Hey, Facebook, sometimes people just want to stalk what their exes are up to. Like, well, Good luck. You're going to get in. Can't, why can't we go back to the good old days <laughs> yeah. when it's used to stalk old crushes? There's like a, what is it, Hey Space or something like that, MySpace clone that nice. people made recently. You can always get on that. Make your own little custom HTML still, website. Still holding out for true social. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that'll launch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other things that have happened, though, is Facebook also changed Instagram Reels to be more like TikTok, which we kind of talked about before. But they also shifted the UI, so, like, now you can't mute videos. There's no infinite scroll. There's just, like, the flip, you know, like, item by item, post by post. You know how that works, where you, like, scroll a little bit, and it then it fixates on that post, and you can't scroll for a little, like, little moment. Okay. It's really okay. weird. So it makes it, it makes it so you are forced to engage with that post for you know a moment at least before you can scroll again you can't just like wipe your finger up and then go see like 15 posts real quick it'll just go to the next one with the one scroll so they've changed it to that too which is like kind of youtube shorts if you've seen any of that but that's what tiktok has been doing this whole time Silly so. rabbit youtube doesn't need shorts which goes into my next thing <laughs> where instagram rolls out a whole freaking search and map feature and google is not happy because <laughs> they're breaking into their core products so, yeah. Oh, okay, what's this? Instagram released, like, a, a map, basically. It's where you can search, like, restaurants and things like that. And then it'll pop up with, like, you know. Do you oh. think they're not happy because of where that data gets aggregated from? Well, I guess Instagram is Facebook, so they have a it, pretty good size database. It uses database. Facebooks, yeah. They're but, meta, right? Yeah, yeah. But Google's upset because it's like, well, people aren't going to be using our stuff. <laughs> You're breaking into our core products, man. So sweet, I guess. Okay, so the way you put it makes it far more interesting. I had caught an article about this, and I was like, boring, and I moved right on. But now that you say it, I guess I didn't realize the impact that would have. Yeah. Because all I read was, oh, yeah, Instagram wants to do restaurant reviews, and I was like, this is stupid. Yep. So they're taking a big wind-up kick to the yep. the wedding tackle of Google and Yelp. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's it's a fight, man. The last thing I have, though, for big old Facebook changes is this Instagram payments that they're doing. I, this one I saw. I, I You can buy products directly in direct messages. Okay, so I, I did see this one, and I have to be honest. I like the idea. I don't know that Instagram makes the most sense for it, but... I mean, this exists on 
Snapchat kind of, sort of, and this exists on other places, but like. Yeah. But I like what, so Mzuck, I can call him that because. Mzuck, yeah, you yeah, guys are bros. Mzuck. Makes sense. He was saying, he's like, Matt, here's my vision for this. Were you guys in the metaverse when you were talking? We were, we nice. were. Yeah. Ironically enough, we were in Apple's metaverse. Oh, cool, um, cool. Yeah. But I think he was probably just trying to figure out what to steal next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just kidding, Imzuk. Uh, <laughs> not kidding. Um, so he was saying, you know, a lot of the he was he. I'm gonna I'm gonna class it up because you know, Zook he gets a couple of drinks in him. He's he is hard to understand. Turns into a lizard. Right? Yeah. But he turns into a lizard. Uh, he's like Matt. You know, a lot of small businesses are answering requests about products you know, through through direct message anyways. And this is really just a way for small businesses to engage with clients. And then you would say, okay, now I'm going to send you over. You can, you can, I'll send you over to the website. You can order it there. And then you, you, you know, if you need post sales, they come back. But this allows a, this allows a consumer to have their entire buyer journey right there within your DM. Right in the metaverse. Yeah. Right there, right there in the metaverse. <laughs> He calls it Mita. I, I don't That's know if weird, you've ever yeah. noticed that. <laughs> um, he calls it Mita. They'll they'll never they'll never you'll never see him actually pronounce it because he doesn't like to be on film. Ever since everything with Congress, that kind of made fun of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called him a nerd. Gave him a wedgie. Put him up the flagpole. <laughs> I was gonna say poor guy, but nah. <laughs> the last thing he is is poor. Yeah, yeah. These changes, man. I actually think it's a good idea, though, to an extent. I mean, the payments. Sure, but it does kind of just ingrain the whole metaverse thing, which I'm not. Because you know what somebody has not done yet, realistically, but they could. Have you ever gotten technical support on through iMessage? Technical support through iMessage. So iMessage allows mostly bigger businesses to actually have an iMessage presence. And um, so, okay, so I know this one's cheating, but like I had a problem with my Apple card. I could reach out to Apple directly through iMessage. Oh, I did not. And they could do, they could, I had a conversation. I was able to fix, there's something wrong with my account. I could, I fixed everything through iMessage. And I believe like Delta can do that too. And what's really cool is when you reach out to them, you don't, there's no like from address, but it puts like a verified support checkbox by it. Like it's, it's, this is a legit company. So what you could do is you could effectively live chat through iMessage which is just texting, and you can—I think you could even do FaceTime or something. But which Delta makes sense because you're probably in the airport, and you're like, "I'm." I it's a, a lot of with me. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of big companies, yeah, big yeah. enterprise companies. They're very selective as to, who, and I don't actually know who all is on it. Yeah, yeah, but but I I'm fairly confident Delta is, and I know Apple is because I actually use it. So and if you were to like direct message an Instagram to a company like that, you'd be able to like buy a plane ticket or something. That'd be wild. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, let me see if I can kind of sort of illustrate it. That's a good ex- example of why this is a good use case. So I'm, I'm into that. I think so, too. Yeah, so take a look. You can see there's my, I'm in, that's the Apple Card yeah, wallet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can it click, tells you me, it, it, it you puts can ways. message, yeah. I can it's just like hit, a contact. I just hit message, and then it says connect with businesses using messages. I say continue. But you'll see, there's that little medallion star looking thing, yeah, yeah. and I can, thing. yeah, I can, I can, I can text message Apple, and uh, I believe, yeah, I believe Delta and stuff is the same way. Is that a bot to start? Do you get 
moved over to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. But customer support or billing or something like that, and then you go. How, over to, how much different is what they're doing? Because you can you can request money and stuff through iMessage and yeah. the whole nine yards. I think it's a good idea because for the customer, I know where you're at. The marketing side of it is well, I have no real major traction. That analytics is based yeah. on their data, but as a buyer, as a consumer. If you were able to push me, hey, I recommend this, this, and this, and then you go, yeah, well, yeah, I really like that. You can get some consultation through text messaging and then say, well, hey, okay, all right, I'll place this order. Yeah. And you do it all through chat. So you, you know, how often do you reach out to a client or do you, do you reach out to a company before you buy something? I, in some respects, I do a lot. I mean, chatbots have made that a lot easier, and that's why they're so popular now, so... You reach out, you get some of the pre-sales information covered. Yeah, It's naturally organic. It creates a salesperson experience mm -hmm. that I think people do like. People don't like haggling or high-pressure sales. Yeah. And this isn't really because you can always just you can always ghost the person. Chatbots. <laughs> um, chat, live chat even. But, yeah, to have the whole – and then to have the historical data in there as a buyer, I think it's really good. All right, yeah. Well, uh, you disagree, don't you? Well, from a marketing standpoint, yes. <laughs> yeah, but as a buyer. As a buyer, yeah. I mean, yeah. It'll, it'll probably be good. So I mentioned uh, Snapchat a little bit ago. And, uh, you know, you, you can send money and receive money and stuff. I think they had, like, Snapcash or something. They were actually one of the first kind of social media people to do that. But now they're actually bringing their whole app to desktop. So you have Snapchat for web, which brings all the core features to desktop, and lets you, you know, send snaps, chat with, you know, friends on video calls, pretty much everything, but only for Snapchat Plus subscribers. But it does look actually kind of good in terms of user interface, but it really just looks like iMessage, so like, yeah. But, yeah. Why is everybody out to copy Discord? <laughs> yeah, actually. I mean, it's pretty great. I do like channels and whatnot, so. Yeah, it's but got like. It's a good hierarchy. Yeah. I mean, once I learned how to use Discord, I liked it. Ooh, that's a statement right there. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's... It's a terrible name for a chat communication service, but <laughs> it is... <laughs> well, Dacord was taken, so they went with Discord. <laughs> I see. I, I don't know. I I like that there should be web parity. I hate that some, some things are mobile only. So Well, that's changed with Snapchat, but again, it is only for the Snapchat Plus subscribers, so... Yeah. Do we know what that costs? Is that something that exists today or something that's... Yeah, planned? no, that exists today. What, what does that cost? Uh, $3.99 a month. So, uh, this subscription will now deliver new Snapchat features of some of the most passionate members of the community and allow us to provide prioritized support. But also now this desktop app. Yeah, because a lot of people I know reach out to technical support for Snapchat. For Snapchat, yeah, yeah. But if you think about hey, it, if my neighbor screenshotted my junk photo that I sent her, you know, like no, your neighbor. <laughs> what? But if you think about like the lenses community, then like if you were building lenses and stuff like that, and you were really into that, then I guess that would make sense. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody who has a Snapchat Plus subscription. I saw you saw that. I, I, I forgive me. I kind of jumped ahead on some of our notes, but I saw that you had this uh, one medical buyout by uh, oh, yeah. by Amazon, a primary care tech provider. One medical, yeah. They announced their intent to buy them. So again, it's one medical for 
3.9 billion. And they are basically, they, they have in person, but they focus primarily on digital and virtual interactions for their services. So. Which makes sense. Yeah. So now you'll be able to do prime colonoscopies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if um, that's going to be, like, we don't really know anything about it. So we don't know if their intention is to keep it as an independent thing and just have their own little thing. But yeah, realistically, it's probably going to be it's gonna be an add- It's going to be It's going to be an add-on for Amazon Prime. Yeah. Hey, is this a mole? If they that's offered, what they like, should change. That's what they should change. I like the idea to an extent. Yeah, it, I don't know that I should, but yeah, it, it it's private. I don't know. I mean, healthcare is already pretty it, private. So like, HIPAA's HIPAA, but like, yeah. but also, what data could they farm? Oh yeah, that's true too. You look up. Have all of a sudden have Amazon Alexa tell you that it's yeah. Hello, Matt. It's time for your <laughs> your colonoscopy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your colonoscopy consultation. Don't listen to her. Dialing. (laughs) Getting you connected. I think, I mean, we'll see how that one goes. I actually, it makes sense, but doesn't make sense. I I think there's a long-term strategy there. There's definitely going to be a long-term strategy. I just don't know how, you know, what it it is right now. So, I don't know if it's Amazon's One Medical or if it's Amazon Prime Healthcare. Who knows? But we don't know anything yet. They've only announced their intentions. So, yeah, but not everything is all just mergers and acquisitions and flowery, flowery butterflies over there at Amazon, is it? I mean, no, not always. Yeah, so that was, it was base, basic white products. Yeah. Did Did you feel that Prime Day this year? And if you didn't buy anything, whatever, didn't follow a single thing this year. That's the That's the thought I had, and for some reason they're saying that it was the most successful Prime Year that they've ever, or Prime Day they've ever had. I say Prime Day, but again, it's two days long, so we'll use it. Those yeah. jerks. Those jerks. I, I didn't follow I didn't anything. Even, I did. I don't know a single thing that got sold. I, I don't think I did anything. I yeah, and somehow they're saying it's the most successful one. Anyways, well, uh, we're just two people. You know that, right? Yeah, but like usually you hear about it. Back in the day when it was popular, I remember people buying like you know copious amounts of SSDs for nothing and then reselling them and that type of stuff. <laughs> America. <laughs> America. But anyway, <laughs> Europe proposed a series of changes on how Amazon does business just after Prime Day, aimed at settling acquisitions by regulators that Amazon engages in anti-competitive behavior. So, no. In other words, they're like, dude, Amazon Basics is ruining everybody's well-being. Can you just, like, stop? And uh, you know, top probably exactly. just buying that stuff off of Alibaba and silkscreening Amazon Basics on it. You and I could do the same thing. There are quite a few instances of them, like a so like company releasing a product, Amazon absolutely copying it, making an Amazon Basics thing, and then just yeah, having some you know yeah. whatever country buy and make make them for them. So. Alibaba. Yep. That's who, that's just because you can even engage with like yeah yeah yeah. So, but the surprising thing is that top executives at Amazon expressed a willingness to make this significant change if it meant avoiding potential harsh government investigations. In other words, what they'll do is they'll just create a brand new brand and put it under there. Yeah. And then wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We all know that it's Amazon. (laughs) Prime Basics. (laughs) That one might be too on the nose. (laughs) But I I like where your head's at. Yeah, so we probably won't see Amazon Basics in the future. But, yeah, you're right. It might just change into something else. I don't know if they're going to actually go on and take away the whole system so that everyone can have, you know, a fair play. But Yeah, I think it becomes a 
renamed subsidiary or something. Yeah. We'll all pretend like it's not owned by Amazon. I mean, and, there's and already we'll all know. there's already sketchy stuff like Prime Choice and stuff like whatever the you know high, hottest product is or whatever they have. Well, this is the you know Amazon's choice or whatever. You know that there is the Amazon pick is usually an Amazon product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So we'll there's see. probably some legitimacy to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're making hand over fist money. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, they just bought a healthcare thing. So. <laughs> yeah, they could treat that burn from the government. Yeah. Well, that is that is it, Griff. Yeah, we're done. That was a lot of a lot of stuff. There's some updates in there. Hopefully, we don't have to cover don't too care. much more of Twitter. <laughs> we will. Hopefully, yeah. now the drama's done till October. Hopefully, everybody's done hearing with hear about that. But probably, I mean, it's scheduled to so like. We get to find out how Facebook becomes FaceTalk. FaceTalk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tickbook. Tickbook. Mm. That doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. So. Instatalk. Real talk. (laughs) And that's it for this episode of the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. On behalf of Griff, I am Matt, your favorite host couple. Um, It's because you know that both of us will end up being made fun of for it later. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Can you like two people right now who will? Anyway. Listen, if you want to check out any of our previous podcasts or even some of the show notes you know we didn't get to talk about the remote control flies but that's okay yeah we can, we can skip that one if you want to check out this episode and see the show notes that we have as well as anything else uh, the back catalog that is the lighthouse it solutions podcast you can go to lighthouse sol.com forward stroke podcast forward stroke i don't know i just felt like Changing it up a little. Changing it up a little bit. Go there. You can see all of the uh, all the past episodes. You can listen to them. See the show notes as well. But of course, um, if you just go to the whole night, whole thing, you can see all the great stuff going on over here at Lighthouse that Griffin and his teams put together. We're excited about everything that's going on. We don't get to talk about absolutely everything, so absolutely everything kind of becomes its own little link or blog post. So check that out. And you know, hey, if you're if you're interested in some tech, we got a whole bunch of it. So if you're looking for some solutions, feel free to give us a call. That's it. We're done. Let's get out of here. Griff, we need to go get more coffee. <laughs> <laughs>